Hey, I'm Fergus. And I'm Zim. And you are now in boss mode, and this is our best and worst of 2016 movies edition. Yeah. But before we get into that, we've just got a few little bits of news, games news to talk about. Yeah, the um, there was a Nintendo Switch kind of uh, press conference in the States and in the UK as well. Um, and there was a lot of details released about the Nintendo Switch, such as pricing, release date, launch titles... Um, did you manage to uh, see anything? I didn't. I saw a, cu- a couple of highlights, but not okay. really. I mean, Breath of the Wind, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, sorry, Breath of the Wild. Yeah, is is what I have most days. Yeah, I mean, I, I like. The, I, I love the trailer. I absolutely loved it. Um, it looks, you know, like they're finally evolving Zelda into you know an open world RPG, which is awesome. And you know, like I was surprised by a few things, such as the voice acting. That mm. has never had voice acting. Oh, really? So, um, and I, I watched Didn't both the Japanese trailers and the English trailer. Um, and as per usual, I preferred the Japanese voices. Oh, okay. So I think hopefully there's an option for that to keep that in. Oh, nice. Um, with subtitles? Yeah, with subtitles. Nice. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> um, and what else? Like, How do you think the graphics, Those they've kind of maintained... It's like the landscape looks really majestic, but the characters in it, the, the NPCs are still quite cartoony they're so quite cutesy well I think the the actual hardware of the Switch isn't that great it's not that much more advanced than than the Wii U so they're not going to be able to do much more than they were able to do with the Wii U Um, which is a bit concerning it's a bit disappointing you know people always say Nintendo's lagging behind Mm. Um, and fair enough like their first party games are amazing and they put out a lot more than Sony and Microsoft do. Sure. And, you know, almost all of them are really high, highly rated. Mm. There's a couple of stinkers like Star Fox, uh, the recent Star Fox. Oh, really? Um, yeah, sure. which was done by Platinum Games, actually, I think. Well, they were involved with it, at, at least. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, Nintendo tend to make up for it uh, through, the, through yeah. their games. Sort of the launch games. The launch games, uh, as far as I can remember, Zelda. I can't remember any of the okay. others. Okay, <laughs> because Zelda's the only one you've been yeah. obsessing over. Well, I mean, they did. They had trailers for Splatoon two. Okay. Um, also, the Mario, the new Mario game. Okay. Which people are a bit weird about because um, there's one part of it where you're in a city, city like a real life city. Um, okay. But it's just like it's just one of the levels. It's okay. called uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Think. Uh, and is that an open world thing? No, it's going to be level based, like sure. all Mario games, and I, that's all right. I don't really want them to make Mario yeah, open world. Enough. That'd be weird. Uh, yeah, it would be kind of weird. But it, it it seems more like Galaxy. I loved Galaxy One and mm. Galaxy Two. They're like my some of my favorite games ever. Right. Um, and Super Mario World was cool, but I just felt it was really like you could breeze through it, which was a bit yeah. I don't know. Um, but this one, this one, hopefully, uh, I hope it, I hope it's good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, the Switch itself, it's it's two hundred and eighty pounds. I'm I, I don't know how I feel about the pricing because at the end of the day, it's a new console, and you know you you'd pay that much for a tablet anyway. Sure. Um, Does that come and this with... comes with it comes with two control the the two sure. Joy-Con controllers, um, and I think it comes with the dock as well. It should come okay, with the dock. Yeah. Um, but the pro controller and stuff is like another eighty pounds, and those Joy-Con controllers aren't cheap either, right. uh, which is a bit disappointing. 
but Nintendo, I suppose what their strategy is, is like sell the tablet itself at a loss and make all the money on um, accessories and, you know, all that stuff. Is there a game in that bundle? No, there's no game no in that game. bundle. No game. No, how much the game is going to cost? Well, right now, they're listed as £60. But I think they'll come down to around, like, 45 Is there a question then of how much gameplay there is in Zelda? Presumably it's massive. Yeah, but Zelda's never been as big as, you know, something like Skyrim. For sure, example. Sure. I think Skyrim's a launch title as well. Okay. You know, we'll, we'll see what they do. I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much. Um, I, I'm not even sure if I'm going to pre-order a Switch, Okay. to be honest. I think it's going to be hard to get um, initially. Like, it's always a thing with Nintendo consoles that they're sold out as soon as they launch. Mm. Um, and then they have supply issues all the time. Um, but yeah, I'll wait a bit and see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. And there was other news as well. Yeah, um... Scalebound, which was a uh, a Microsoft first party game that was coming out on the Xbox One and I think PC, which was all about you know, it was like Devil May Cry meets um, meets Gundam or something. Right, okay. You you fly around on dragons and and do that kind of stuff. Um, that got cancelled. How come? Um, apparently, they weren't plat- platinum games weren't meeting their targets. Um, for development and they just Microsoft ended up cancelling it really hmm. uh, there's not much more to be said on that really it's just it's it's like I don't think anyone was super hyped up for it Which I quite like the trailer I like the trailer more th- it excited me more than as someone who doesn't even own an Xbox or a PC it, yeah. that excited me more than uh, Wild yeah. um, which is a, another kind of caveman era PG. That's uh, not going to catch on. The caveman stuff isn't going to catch really on. Really not. I mean, <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn is doing something interesting with that kind of genre, the hunting bow and arrow spear so. genre. But it's going to be so different because there's so much more. Well, I think and I so think all of these cooler. are coming along because of. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Ark, Survival Evolved. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of kicked off. Uh, and you know, oh, let's make this in the new zombies. Um, but it just hasn't right. really worked that well. Zombies haven't finished being zombies yet. Yeah. The more I see of Days Gone, the more heart pounding it is. Yeah. Is that has there been more of Days Gone? No, I just paid a, I just paid more attention to the full full trailer that has like three minutes of narration about I remember the old times. Yeah. I remember uh, which which segues into like that seven or eight minute long sequence where it just keeps running and yeah. running around that. That sawmill or whatever it is, wood woodmill. Um, God, that's a cool sequence. Yeah. And if that's indicates what the game's like, because over and over again, I was looking at that game, going, "Oh, he could have gone up there," or is he trying to escape? What's actually supposed to be happening here mm. is that you're trying to take out as much of the horde as possible. Because there was that moment of respite, 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 just at, towards the end of it. Mm. Um, but cavemen, nah. No one, no one cares about cavemen. Yeah. yeah. Far Cry. Primal was not fun. <laughs> and before that, was that famously bad caveman game? Let's get mauled by tigers over and over again. Which one was that? I can't remember the name of it. That's a shame. A few, a few years old now. Okay. Maybe even second year. Um, and as of recording, we're about a week away from the launch of Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Biohazard. What's your hunch on that? Is it going to get good reviews? Is it going to be... I, I, I think it's going to be 
Well, they did a really good job with the teaser and, you know, the whole ARG they kind of, um, you know, created around that, you know, mm. updating it, adding new areas and stuff. Doing They basically took PT's popularity and ran with it, which was a, a, a genius move. Well, mm. it, it was the obvious move, mm. but it was also a genius move because it really, really helped them. Um, it was amazing that PT was as popular as it was, though, given how repetitive and esoteric it was and I guess there was a nice community feel to that game because everyone was like talking about the secrets of how to unlock it and yeah. how to play it through online which was cool I, I feel like it brought um, games like because there's, there's games like that already out there like Amnesia and um, um, Outlast Outlast and Outlast, Outlast 2 now as well yeah and Outlast 2 but I feel like Resident Evil and well I mean PT um, because of Kojima's name brought it to the mainstream and everyone was playing it then, you know. I feel like most people would just ignore something like Outlast. Um, but I would associate, I, I think there's a slightly different, I think the horror survival family tree actually branches away. Resident Evil makes its own branch, where Silent Hill is the game which, for me, inspired things like PT and and um, and even Outlast and things like that. And, and the evil within, Kojima's like interim game experience yeah. which was not coherent <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it played quite well and it was quite scary but um, when you're just playing the inside of a maniac's brain it, it, there's like tension to the story yeah. over, over time you know because it's just random essentially random scary stuff happening um, so Resident Evil 7 feels like a descendant not of Resident Evil games, but of the Silent Hill, actually quite more intense yeah. fear. Um, I feel like it's got elements of Resident Evil 4 in it, though. Yeah, the, the wood-bound, the kind of villagey feel to it, and the, yeah. the backwater yeah. nature of the bad guys, I guess. Um, by the time I play it, I will be playing it VR, even though it's going to be really scary. No. Um, maybe we'll do a little playthrough video for that, because... I think, we I think it'd be to. quite funny because it'll just be two blokes screaming. <laughs> um, I'll tense. be laughing my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's it going to work VR? How are you going to move around? Like, is it going to be on rails at certain moments? It, I, I think it's probably going to be controller based, right? So you'll just press forward. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. And you so look around. So the VR will just be for sight yeah. rather than action. Yeah. And okay, I can live with that. Sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, what do you think? Do you think it's going to come out to critical acclaim yeah but I'd, I'd I'd need to know that there is more than just a scary house to the game well I mean there always is isn't there there's always a lab there has to be a lab in it <laughs> yeah and it, that opens up into a, usually into a, an underground ruin and a train there needs to be a you train a train or a cart ride of some sort at least yeah, yeah. I love trains and carts okay so maybe there's a cart a mine cart underneath the house that leads to the lab that leads to the ancient ruin cool yeah um, <laughs> uh, yeah well, I mean Resident Evil even the mansion you were going into was seemed big enough at the time back in 96 or whatever that that there was loads to explore but the house feels very claustrophobic mm. and there are so many jump scares just in the the trailers and the gameplay that they've shown I don't know if, oh, I don't know if I can take it <laughs> we'll find out soon enough. Soon enough. Let's talk about movies. Um, cool. It's we're just into two thousand seventeen. 
and I've got to say, 2016 was... I think it's widely acknowledged politically as being, like, a lot of people were very upset with it. Mm. But equally, fans of films were a little bit um, put out. Yeah. Uh, because it has been a, a disappointing year. Um, and it's tricky, isn't it? Because I love... It's, it's, it's more fun to talk about the things we love. Yeah. Is it, though? Because also... Don't have as I don't have as much vocabulary. I don't have as many ways of expressing myself, finding the words to express my love of something I enjoyed as much mm. as I do my hatred of something like. It's it's true. It's it's easier to criticize than it is to to praise. However, this year has been quite easy to criticize. Yeah. A list of of kind of disappointing, like critically disappointing, commercially disappointing films that were just rubbish this year that really did like. Spielberg doing Roald Dahl should have been really exciting, yeah. but instead he just he just didn't quite get it right, and they ended up with a BFG. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, a sequel no one. Was yeah, asking I mean, for. I, I I didn't watch. I saw the trailer for the second movie. Um, I I tried to watch the first movie. Um, right. I got about maybe a third of the way through. It's hard, isn't it? And I I, I just switched it off. I was not interested. Um, and I, I hate to say things like, oh, it's destroying my childhood, destroying my childhood. But it was. It was actively doing that as I was watching it. The comics were dark and violent and fun and silly, obviously a lot. Um, and the TV, the cartoon was, was, was for kids. Yeah. I think the, the recent film should have been one or the other of those things, not some weird mashup of the two. And it's quite, yeah. yeah it was... my, my biggest experience was... Um... With with uh, Ninja Turtles was the game. There was one on the NES, which um, I played like I only had like two or three games, but I played that to death. Okay. And you know it had all those characters in it. It had um, I forget their names now. Oh, um, Leonardo, the, Donatello, Raphael. No, 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 not them. The the uh, the bosses, the bad guys. Oh, uh, Splinter, Shredder, and um, that brain guy. What's his name? I'm talking about the pig. Hmm? Well, oh, them, the pig and the, the, the rhino. Yeah. Where, who yeah. wear, like, 80s sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, and, like, I, I just saw, I saw them in the trailer, and I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I'm not going to watch this. No, 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 <laughs> no need to. Um, Ghostbusters was a flop this year. Did you see that? Nope. The problem was not, as a bunch of weirdos said and ranted and raged about on YouTube to quite upsetting degrees um it wasn't that it's 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 women being the ghostbusters mm. it is simply that it is not funny yeah and one I'd... well-written line in the 1986 version is replaced with eight improvised lines and it's not as good it's not as funny Qu- quantity does not make up for qu- quality lack of quality yeah i mean there was some really silly kind of decisions made in that um i totally agree like um it wasn't the fact that it was an all female cast, it was, it was stuff like they, they made um, uh, one of the actors, like a stereotypical kind of, um, you know, church, what, what do you call it, Bible thumping, Bible bashing kind of person. Who's yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Whereas, whereas in the in the other movies, you know, the 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 kind of fourth character who wasn't a scientist was just an everyman you know he was a normal guy oh, I see um, mm. and they just applied like stereotypes in this yeah. case and which is weird because that character um, she bore the brunt I think of most 
of the of the of the bile in the comments. Mm. She was the only one that actually had a character in the film. Mm. Kate McKinnon played a a, um, a kind of wacky scientist nerdy person. Egon, she was the kind of analog of Egon, um, Harold Ramis, in in the first two films, who played it subtly and not like. And then the main two, the female leads, Melissa McCarthy and and Kristen Wiig, didn't really have characters. They were just funny, trying to be funny, but improv. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's really, really weird. Mm-hmm. And um, the Chris Hemsworth character, Thor, is in it as the, as the kind of secretary person, receptionist. Yeah. Um, and rather than make him, making him a bit stupid for comedy, they make him an utter, utter moron. Like he doesn't even know how a phone works. <sighs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was awful. So, um, Legend of Tarzan. No one cares about Tarzan, so no one saw that movie. Nope. Leave that character alone. Well, I mean, they're doing Disney, I just going one by one they're like okay what have we done animated mm. let's make it live action mm. and then I think the next step is to animate it again <laughs> yeah or, or to turn it into more of a musical well the other step if it doesn't work out as a film make it a, a West End musical or a, or a, a Broadway yeah. musical Lion King Aladdin yeah um, we'll get Star Wars musicals soon you mark my words <laughs> Independence Day Resurgence no one wanted it no one saw it yep Neighbours 2 Sorority Rising no one, no one wanted that. No one saw I have it. to, I have to say, the first one, I, I enjoyed a little bit. Oh yeah, no, it's fine. Bad Neighbours, it was called in in England, and just Neighbours uh, in America. Okay. Bad Neighbours, yeah. the original, yeah, yeah, it's fun. Zac Efron's fine when he's being a bit of a douche. Yeah. Um, and Seth Rogen's always good. Did you see Sausage Party? No, I haven't seen that. Very sacrilegious. <laughs> it's, it's, a big, it's a very, it's a very blatant religious satire. Yeah. Um, but it has some amazing jokes in it. If you can, if you, if you can take the proselytizing from Seth Rogen saying religion can be bad, mm-hmm. then um, if you get over that stuff, there's some really, really funny stuff and just a lot of dick jokes, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot. Um, Alice through the Looking Glass. I mean, I didn't see Alice in Wonderland. It put me off. Everything about it put me off. And a sequel, it must have done well enough to make a sequel. But as far as I know, no one saw that either. Johnny Depp wasn't even in it, apparently. He was in it for like two minutes. Warcraft, which we've talked about in the podcast before, that was yeah. a flop in inverted commas because it did make almost a billion dollars. Yeah, in, yeah. But, but mostly in China. Yeah, yeah. You saw it in the end, didn't you? I did saw it. I did see it. Um, and I didn't hate it. Okay. Uh, it had a couple of cool moments. Yeah. Um, but it, it was by no means, you know, a, a good movie or a great movie. Right. We've talked about the impact of, of people who played the game, obviously. Yeah. Um, enjoying the film more, potentially. Mm. But, you know, I'm, I'm always up for nice looking fantasy stuff. Yep. Um, Ice Age Collision Course. Which fifth one? Ice is Age movie is the fifth. It's Ice the Age fifth movie. one. It's really? the fifth official one, but there have been a couple of, like, side things with Sid the squirrel and his nuts or whatever I think okay. I don't know if it is a squirrel even I can't believe they made five. I can't believe it's only five it feels like it's like the tenth movie mm. I feel like they put one out every year mm. yeah I can't yeah. believe they're still making money I think parents need to take their little kids <laughs> to do stuff to keep them quiet <laughs> so just keep churning out that, that, um, that ice age mm. and the kids will love it and the parents might sit there in the cinemas baffled as to why their kids love it. <laughs> but they can get on with other stuff. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek Beyond. Very disappointing in my books. I always look forward to a Star Trek. And 
one out of every two times that that, that <laughs> faith is rewarded. Um, and beyond, I don't know. Apparently, it gets better second time when you know what 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 it is, which is essentially a long episode. Yeah. Of I mean, maybe maybe Star Trek fans enjoyed that more, but because someone who doesn't know the universe at all and has just seen those two movies, mm. uh, the one, the two that came before this, to me it was like it was very bland. Mm. For me, the order of the Star Trek films, the new the new trilogy of Star Trek films, the order, my order of preference has is is one two three. You know, has gone down. Yeah. Um, some people said Beyond was better than Into Darkness, but I disagree. Now You See Me 2 came out, and yet another sequel that everyone is kind of baffled about. Like, what, why is this happening? Yeah, Now You See Me 1 ended, spoilers, with a bit of a twist where it turns yeah. out, hugely improbably, that the agent who was after them all along was actually the master of crime behind the whole thing. Which if you, even if that's all you know about that film, that doesn't make any sense. And the more context they put in it by, showing, by, by watching the film the less context you actually the less understanding you actually have um, and so a sequel Oof. yeah I had no intention of watching the sequel um, but you did see another sequel which I didn't see again that no one was really asking for and no one got excited enough about Jason Bourne yeah I saw Jason Bourne uh, I, I feel like there was sufficient excitement for that um, for Matt Damon returning um, but it just uh, it just felt like like they were trying to rehash the first, you know, the feeling and everything of the first three movies. Mm. Um, it didn't. It, it it just seemed really ridiculous that it's happening again to him. You know, it just seemed like it. it just seemed really ridiculous to right. me, and I I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't really get into it. Couldn't get into it. Ben Hur, a remake of Ben. Um, Ben Hur, yeah. <laughs> Except no one died because it was all CGI instead of actual chariots running around the place, um, which famously and tragically cost a few stuntmen their lives in the original film. But this mm. was some kind of saccharine, bloodless version of it. So what you're saying is it's a bad movie because no one died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad movie. I'm a bad. Mo- it's a bad movie because. No one cared. <laughs> no one cared enough to So people die. did die. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just no one gave um, <laughs> Maybe died of boredom in the cinema. Um, again, there's certain genre that no one wants to see. Tarzani kind of jungly things, caveman in, in computers, and, mm. and apparently uh, chariot people. Like, gladiators are hit, so let's make loads of swords and sandals, Roman epics. Yeah. Um, lots of them on TV as well, Spartacus Blood and Sand and all that business. Pete's Dragon, I loved that when I was a kid. Um, and this new version, horrible, 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 like uh, like Christopher Nolan directing Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It was just all really gritty, <laughs> but gritty, gritty, but with a kind of fluffy dragon in it. Terrible. Inferno, another sequel no one wanted, and I think no I, one I, saw well, it. I mean, I no one wanted it, but it was kind of like the third book in the trilogy sure. so they had to round it out and again, again if they're making money fair enough why wouldn't they make make a third one yeah I think nobody cares about it anymore I think if they'd released it sooner maybe when everyone remembered Da Vinci Code and whatever the first one was called Angels and Demons yeah 
but everyone's forgotten about it now. Mm. So, yeah, bad timing. Yeah. I think I feel like uh, Tom Hanks is just cashing in now, and then he's going to be like peace bitches. <laughs> I don't know. Sully, he's going to be nominated for an act, uh, Oscar, isn't he? No, oh, yeah, true. Um, true. Finally, on this list of of. I don't know if you've noticed, but every single one of these films is an unoriginal property. It's either a sequel or a mm. remake. Or in Warcraft's case, uh, uh, an adaptation. Talking of game adaptations, eesh, Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah. I, I purposely <clears throat> didn't watch that. I knew. I, I just knew it was going to be bad. Mm. Um, it had such good talent attached to it. Yeah. But as soon as the producer, as soon as the guy at um, Ubisoft said, oh yeah, we're going to ratchet these out because it increases awareness for the games. I was like, wow, you are making this film for the wrong reasons. Yeah, exactly. No, no one's going to pay for a two-hour advert to sit and watch a two-hour advert. Yeah. Um, but X-Men Apocalypse uh, as well, the third in their kind of throwback trilogy and a film in which at the start someone says, oh, the third one, coming out of Return of the Jedi, oh, the third one's never as good as the others. Yeah. Oh, how ironic. Yeah. It's, it's really apologetic and weird um, so yeah that, that's that's all the, that's I say that's all the bad films it's not all the bad films that's all the films where everyone kind of went huh because there are other really bad films from this year last year sorry like Allied um, like Collateral Beauty Will Smith's fifth or sixth attempt at winning an Oscar <laughs> and failing horribly I'm including like A Winter's Tale in that and these kind of films that no one Ugh. I mean, no uh, yeah. Concussion, uh, pursuit of happiness. He keeps doing it. He yeah. keeps kind of going for the, the emotional role. kind of. Yeah. He's clearly more comfortable in roles like playing Deadshot. Yeah. Um, but that's a whole other story. Because right at the bottom of this pile, and the last thing I think we should talk about in terms of negatives from last year. Is Warner Brothers' superhero output? In February, it was Batman versus Superman. Wait, Warner Justice. Brothers' superhero diarrhea. That's true. Yeah, that's what DC stands for. <laughs> diarrhea, and then another swear word. Um, oh, it's not a swear word. <laughs> diarrhea cough. But they're coughing now. That's disgusting. <laughs> um, the DC extended cinematic universe. Uh, when the when again, by the way, some of those things I just mentioned earlier on, um, TV is smashing it at the moment. TV yeah. was great. I was saying we're, we're we're in a golden age for TV. Right. You know, act, you know the the big budget Hollywood actors are, are you know flocking to TV now and doing mm. doing. I mean, you got Anthony Hopkins in Westworld. Westworld was, was great, like, incredible. With Ed Harris, oh my god, that's amazing. Are we going to go off on a Westworld tangent right now? Have you watched it now? Hells yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's do it. Watched it in two days, smashed it. And I'm also about to finish the OA as well, which is... I haven't started the OA yet. Okay, the OA is, is, do you know what it's about? Roughly, yeah. It's great. It's great. A woman wakes up in hospital after what looks like a suicide attempt. These older people come in and the woman in the hospital bed says, who are these people? Who are these people? And she touches the the older woman's face and goes, mum. And the dad explains that they haven't seen their daughter for seven years, and last time they did, she was blind. Hmm. Um, and it's, it's 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 a cool film. It's a bit of sci-fi. It's a bit of horror, like yeah. like not not torture porn horror, but like imprisonment horror, hmm. um, and suspense. Um, 
a bit of sci-fi. Uh, it's it's about it's it's about storytelling and charismatic storytellers and how that can kind of bleed into cult cultism, cult yeah. leaders and things like that. But the whole thing just just really beautifully done and cool. crazy for Netflix. But um, Westworld. It's amazing. It's really good. Isn't and it? people who say it was really slow, I don't think there was a slow episode. Every episode had information in it and character building and world building and intrigue and all the things you want in a TV show. I feel like there's maybe one or two episodes in the second half of the series okay. which were a little slow. Um, it, it, it might be just because the, there was so much happening in the first couple of episodes. Um, so much stuff coming together mm. that when it slowed down it just made it more it just emphasised it I think uh, they, they, a lot of it felt like con- extensions or continuations of journeys that we wanted to see the end of mm. so maybe by the second half of the series like we wanted to know where Teddy uh, where Billy is headed where Teddy's headed frankly what, what he's about mm. um, what Evan Rachel Wood's journey is and and the man in the black hat like what are they up to yeah um but seeing how it all finishes, let's not do spoilers, but it comes together so well. It does. It does really come together And well. it turns out incredibly well planned as well. Yeah. There's clues all along. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing second time, I imagine. I am going to certainly go back to it. Kind of spoilerish. When, um, can we just give up a spoiler warning? I'll go on then. Okay, yeah, spoiler yeah. warning, Westworld, if you haven't seen it, um, skip the next three minutes. <laughs> When did you figure out um, that he was a robot? Uh, what's his face? I forget the names. Quite early. Um, oh, did you? Bernard. Bernard. Bernard, sorry. Bernard, Bernard Lowe was actually Arnold Webber. Bernard Lowe yeah. is an anagram of Arnold Webber. Yeah. That's fun. Um, quite, quite early. Not not very. I had a to be fair. I had a hunch after episode one, like. Oh, really? But that's only because I had this really long conversation with a friend who'd seen all of it. Yeah. And I was just kind of mulling it over. I kind of went. I was going. Well, I suppose the cool thing about a thing like Westworld could be that anyone could be anyone could turn out to be a robot if the yeah. programming is correct enough. And then they there was the episode that they 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 started episode seven with a shot of Bernard waking up, and they've every other episode they'd started the episode with a shot of a host waking up so that was I immediately went oh um that's weird that they're they're putting him in the same category as the host and then we kept seeing that memory and then they kept talking about cornerstones of the of of programming being the base memory right and I was like we keep seeing that we keep seeing his kid um in hospital and that tragic moment that, that that started his I think those gave me suspicion, but I never. But I was really surprised. It was a big surprise for me. Mm. Um, I didn't catch on to it until he said, um, "What door?" You know, as they okay. yeah, yeah. says, "What door?" Yeah, um, that's so cool. And then he looks that's at the it. moment I, it, I I clocked on. So it was very late for me, um, okay. and I thought it was a brilliant surprise. I, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I loved great. it. Absolutely it great. loved it. I loved all the twists in it, um, and there's so much depth to it as well. If you there's one freeze frame where you can freeze, you can zoom in on what's said on one of their tablets, and it says something like um, keyword or, or or like the initiation password for Evan Rachel Wood's character. What's her name? Dolores. Mm-hmm. The Dolores is turning into Wyatt. That story where she goes from 
Dolores into kind of this badass bad mm. guy. It's you can read it on this the tablet in the base the the HQ. It says that the the, the password to initiate that is these violent delights will have violent ends. So when her dad in the first episode says that, that is the start of her mm. um, consciousness forming. Uh, supposedly, is she conscious? Conscious by the end of it? We are told I, she is, but yeah. nevertheless, she's still doing what Ford is telling her to do. Um, that's amazing. I'm super excited for another season. Not coming out until 2018, though. Isn't that's it? fine. That's, that's fine. It's it's a massive production, you know. It makes sense. I'd rather they take their time. Yeah. Well, we do know that Ed Harris is coming back. He signed up. Oh yeah, sweet. And he was awesome. I loved his look of delight at the end. Yeah. He was like, finally, this is the game. Yeah. Well, that's Jonathan Nolan, so I wouldn't be surprised if season two is set three years later somehow. <laughs> you know, like, surely the only in Samurai be... World. I want to see more Samurai World. Mm. All the worlds. When um, when Dolores says, apparently enormous creatures used to roam here, mm. big as houses. That's a mention of, of of Jurassic Park, which Michael Crichton also wrote. He wrote Westworld, the original, and he wrote Jurassic Park. Oh, well. okay. So it's a nod towards. The idea that they might have been a dinosaur park at some point. A dinosaur I'm, I'm not sure if I want to see a dinosaur park. Well, we've seen it three, four times already in Jurassic <laughs> Park and Jurassic World. Um, so, yeah, but they will do... I mean, I was a fan of the film. So Westworld, its sequel, Future World, wasn't great, but the idea is cool. Yeah. Then um, there's Beyond Westworld. They had, like, Roman World, which is like a Roman Empire, which was even more decadent than Westworld. Yeah. But without the, the violence, just, like, booze and sex, I guess. Um but probably equally damaging if, if one of those robots starts going haywire. Um, so yeah, Westworld was amazing. But let's talk about a couple more bad movies, which we started to mention just now. Mm. Um, Batman vs Superman, we've talked about plenty. Yeah. But it was execrable. And that, that, that extended edition with an extra half an hour did make more sense to the film, but didn't stop it being terrible. Like yeah. People went, oh, it makes it so much better. Incrementally, sure. Yeah. It justifies things you didn't like. So, like, that's not okay. And apparently the extended edition of Suicide Squad does that as well. It puts in 12 extra minutes, which kind of justifies the Joker and what he does with Harley Quinn. Um, However, Suicide Squad is, by some distance, the worst film my least favourite film of 2016 I can I can agree with that it was awful from top to bottom and I've ranted about that moment in Ant-Man where Michael Douglas is looking at the picture of his wife but his wife isn't showing her face in the photo so that they can cast whoever they want as the wasp later on that is shocking to me but it doesn't compare to what is easily the worst moment in cinema in 2016 (sighs) Suicide Squad excels at treating the audience like idiots it really really not only assumes that you're a moron for watching it but actually sacrifices style and, and, and content to point out how dumb you are um just, just, as, you know, as an editor, some of the choices were unbelievably 
unbelievably naff that you start on a shot of of uh, uh, a prison in the middle of a swamp in Louisiana mm. and the music that you hear straight away is House of the Rising Sun. Then you see Deadshot and, and the song you hear is Dirty Deeds and then you see Harley Quinn and the shot you hear is You Don't Own Me and then you see Amanda Waller turning up in her big limo and it's Sympathy for the Devil. Like over and over again these obvious movie uh, music choices that must have cost them so much with no break just saying this is literally what you're seeing on the screen. Like to add insult to injury they... Um, the scene where the helicopters are flying into Midway City, they play Spirit in the Sky. It's like they got a music supervisor to Google, uh, so what, we're doing, we've got helicopters, yeah, well they're in the sky, right? Okay, Google, Google songs with the word sky in the title. Yeah. Spirit in the Sky, yeah, that'll do, that'll do. That's all that'll do, that'll, that'll make them feel, that, that will make people understand that they are seeing something in the sky. <laughs> um, and as a designer, you must have looked at that, uh, at that, um, that opening shot of that prison where it's yeah. gliding over a dark you, you, swamp you've, you've and got it's dark, dark black lettering yeah. not yeah. even in the focal point of the screen yeah unbelievable yeah. think yeah and and uh, and uh, 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 this isn't I'm not even going to put spoilers on this because <laughs> flip but um, Slipknot the man who can climb anything yeah <laughs> what a twist that he died <laughs> Wow, what a twist. Yeah, it was, it was so obvious that he was an add-on character because all the other characters had like an intro kind of thing and he had nothing. They shot plenty of intro for him. Oh, really? But they cut it out because some exec went, but he dies in like five minutes. Why are we doing Because <laughs> you don't get the joke. The joke is you set them all up and then one of them dies and that has an impact. Yeah. Don't make it about Captain Boomerang and the fact that he coerced Slipknot into doing it because that's yeah. lame. It was like a 20-second conversation. Slipknot killed himself simply to point out to an audience who already knew the jeopardy of those explosive necklaces yeah. that those necklaces can explode. So, fair enough. It was, it was proof. It's, in writing terms, it's known as the cat up the tree. It's what the thing, the thing that happens at the start just to establish some basic rules. Yeah. Um, how Superman says a cat up the tree. <laughs> um, it, it was just overall a very poorly edited movie. I mean, in, in, in production, it was edited twice, wasn't it? Or... It was edited by two different companies. The, se uh, the secret of the editing is crazy. Um, the, the full story—that th was the story they put out. Yeah. The actual story behind the editing. A company called Ascent or Aspect Media cut the first trailer. That had everyone kind of going, "Yeah, it's all right. right. Could be all right." Yeah. And then the second trailer came out that had the Queen soundtrack, the Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack over it. And the one that had um, Ballroom Blitz on it. Those two... Dun, 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 that Ballroom Blitz thing. That was... The <clears throat> those two trailers were cut by a company called Trailer Park. So then... Um, and, but those the trailers... Companies that cut trailers aren't anything to do with the cutting of the actual film. Yeah. Usually. So David Ayer, is it? Goes into... Um, uh, cutting his film with his editor. And comes out with a two and a half hour cut. Or three hour cut. Or something like that presents it to the studio and the studio say can, can you write no you need to cut like a, an hour out of this this is too long yeah he comes back with a two hour version of it and he says as he hands it over this doesn't really make any sense now you've made me cut a lot of the stuff out of this film um so the studio tested both versions of the film both of his versions the two hour and the three hour both tested appallingly so they got 
Ascent Media, the company that did the first trailer, to recut the whole film in the style of the trailer park trailers, the Queen trailers too, and both okay. the Queen trailer and the, 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 the Ballroom Blitz trailer. Then they tested both Ascent Media's trailer park cut, trailer park style, snazzy, weird, horrible colours, bad taste cut, yeah. with David Ayer's cut, two hour cut. Neither of them tested well, comparatively. The version we saw in the cinema, well, at some point last year, is a an, a, a mashup, basically, of the Ascent Media third cut and David Ayer's second cut. That's why yeah. it is such a horrible mess. Both both structurally, like, like they, they introduce every character over and over and over again and still manage to omit any background or any emotional resonance. Yeah. They try with Diablo. That's yeah. Morkish. He killed his family. Jesus. <laughs> That's not a cool thing to find out three quarters of the way into the film at the height of... So, sorry, you were going to talk about... I mean, to be honest, I can rant about the editing of that film forever and, and I want to pick up on one particular point for my least favourite moment of the year which is what I mentioned earlier on but for you to have noticed bad editing when you're not the yeah. editor like that's crazy isn't it yeah I mean it was just it, I felt like um, one of the biggest things that stood out to me um, which I feel is has been in all of the DC movies is like the, the quick cuts like it, it jumps around a bit too abruptly um, and that just really stood out to me a lot. As and it like, really smacks of desperation and impatience, or an yeah. assumption that the audience is going to be impatient. Yeah. That moment where Diablo tells his story, they're hiding behind the column, and they all agree, okay, so are we ready to go? Yes, we're ready to go. And then it should cut to them coming out from behind that yeah. column and walking down the set. Instead, it cuts to them having started talked at like 10 seconds later for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah, things like that don't make any sense. Yeah, and uh, I'm not like, I haven't even mentioned the whole weird um, CGI dancing that uh, Cara Delevingne's character does <laughs> the Enchantress it was so weird like mm. seeing it for the first time it was just it, mm. it looked weird it looked totally weird so that was CGI was it I mean I know she was surrounded by a shroud of CGI things happening yeah no everywhere. I think her body was entirely CGI oh I see yeah that's why it looked so weird also weird that they cast Cara Delevingne like <laughs> but um that's yeah, the, the whole, everything, you're right, that was terrible. Mm. I, I, mm. The, his, the, his brother, looked, her brother looked like he had, um, like he was in the, the video game The Darkness, mm. with the, like the yeah. demon arms coming out, which is kind of cool. Except I think I, I, I can pinpoint my exact, my, the one scene, I, well not one scene, one like little tiny thing I did like in the whole movie, oh. is the reveal of the Enchantress, uh, where she has her hand, and the Enchantress puts her hand out, mm. and then turns it. Mm. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's a nice thing. That was really, really cool. But that was literally it. Mm. I can't think of any other moment in a movie that I, I thought, oh, cool. Mm. It was The rest of it was just me holding holding my my head. My, my head mm-hmm. Because it was so painful mm. to watch. Mm. Horrible, horrible film. The, the worst moment in cinematic history, in my opinion, in history, sorry, 2016, <laughs> is maybe history, is... The culmination of all these things that are bad about Suicide Squad. You've been told throughout the film, no less I'd say than a dozen times, that Enchantress's heart is the thing. You get her heart, 
her heart is the thing. Stab her heart with a pencil yeah. or whatever it is that Waller does. You're in control of her. Have her heart. Her heart is the thing. So Enchantress gets her heart in. And on their way up the building to see Enchantress, they say, I think multiple times, we have to get her heart. It's her heart. Heart's the thing, yeah? yeah. We're all going to shoot her heart. Get her heart out, then destroy the heart. And then Enchantress goes away and June will be fine. Heart, heart, heart. They get up to the roof. Action. The brother is gotten rid of stupidly with with like this 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 bomb guy sacrificing himself uh, who we didn't know like, okay cool he's sacrificed himself he gets like half second shot of going and then dies explosion brother dead fine enchantress slow motion sequence everyone starts gearing up they're gonna run towards the enchantress they're gonna get our heart out everything's kind of gearing up to this i think katana's just done something to enchantress specifically um and it's all building up and building up music swelling. It cuts to a static two shot of um, uh, what, De- Deadshot yeah. and um, and the army guy. What's his yeah. name? I forget his name. Oh, man. Um, Joel Kinnaman, the guy from the Robocop remake. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Oh, well. Um, Duke Nukem. Uh, <laughs> says to Deadshot sorry it would be a ten times better movie if it was June (laughs) (laughs) Um, the action stops at this moment so that he can turn around to Will Smith and say the heart's out we can get her then it goes back into the slow motion sequence now what are you thinking your audience is not you have to assume that your audience has a better attention span or memory span than a goldfish. Like, they do. They can remember something from literally 10 seconds ago. Surely. But to add insult to injury, Harley goes over to the Enchantress and grabs her heart. You see a shot of Harley with the heart in her right hand. Then it cuts to Will Smith jumping through the air as if to catch something, encouraging Harley to throw him something. Mm. Then it cuts back to Harley in slow motion. She's got a gun in her right hand, which she throws to Deadshot, and her left hand is empty. Where's the heart, guys? If you're going to spend all film building it up and stop the pace of an action scene to have it explained again... At least follow it. Yeah. At least show us what happens to it. Don't have a going, I've got the heart, and then just disappear. <laughs> just disappear. <laughs> Talking of disappear, Griggs, the prison guard, he's in four scenes. You yeah. see him bullying Deadshot. You see him bullying um, Harley. You see him making some kind of deal with the Joker to smuggle something into the jail. Then you see him giving a phone to Harley as Harley's being wheeled out. The phone that allows her to call Joker later on. And she says, oh, Griggs, you're going to be in so much trouble. And Griggs goes, no, stop, Harley, tell me. What? What? Tell me, Harley, Harley. And that's the last time you see him in the film. Yep. Why did we have a... What? What? They took... They, they, they gave that character more attention than other characters that needed attention. For exactly 20 minutes and then completely neglected to remember that he was in the film. Yeah. It feels really good just to get that off my chest, to be honest, because no one, will, no one will tolerate me ranting about it except you and our, <laughs> our all-too-kind listeners. Let's talk about the positives of 2016, because in, in, in amongst all that B 
brackets VS, there were some good films. Um, I'm going to name my top ten. Yeah, and go see for if you've it. got anything to say about them because yeah. I, I can. I'm, I'm happy to just list them off because uh, we'll we'll keep this one nice and short and we'll come back um, soon with some more games and, and movie news stuff rather than a roundup. But my top ten in no particular order. Actually, a bit of an order. These are probably my top five. These first five. Zootopia. You didn't catch I, it. I didn't catch Zootopia, but I've heard great things from from everyone. It goes to some surprising places. It's really, really funny. The characters are awesome. The world they create is cool and a bit computer gaming. It's got zones and, and yeah. different things happening in the zones. But it's also a bit of a film noir detective plot yeah. to it. Um, and the place it goes to every time it can, which is impressive for a kid's film, is... Racial tolerance. Mm. It's it's um, like someone walks up to a bunny, and says, "Oh, you're so cute," and the bunny says, "Ah, uh, bunnies are allowed to call each other cute, but you can't <laughs> call us cute." Does that make sense? It's things like that. Yeah. It's, it's, but it actually, little jokes like that do play out into the bigger plot, which is kind of about racial tolerance and and intolerance. It's it's crazy, and it, it kind of amazingly presciently posits what would happen if 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 a if a stark racist came into power um so good luck america which would never happen <laughs> damn you to um but but it's not it's it, it it's not heavy thematically it's 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 amazing but it's always funny it's yeah. always exciting as well the action's good beautifully animated um 10 cloverfield lane which i saw i love that um, it was really, really good. And we, we've spoken about it. We have. The controversial um, ending, or not controversial, I bought into it completely. It was all great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're both looking forward to... Um, I always forget the name of... The God, con- God, God Particle, that's it. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's a real shame that uh, John Goodman hasn't been nominated. Or Mary Elizabeth Winstead. They're both incredible yeah. in the film. Um, for any awards, acting awards this year. Mm. Um but they, they all live on in our hearts. Amazing characters. Yeah, just brilliant. Definitely. Green Room um, was a really tight little suspense action kind of horror thriller um, with Patrick Stewart as the leader of a bunch of neo-Nazis. Like mm-hmm. He is playing an evil, despicable man in that film who besieges a kind of punk band who accidentally ended up playing a gig at his neo-Nazi bar in the middle of nowhere. Um it's great. It's got some really nasty moments of violence in it, but they are burnt. Mm. Um, and it's great. It, it, it doesn't necessarily have a, a meaning to, to make it transcendent or sublime, but it's... It's, 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 I, it's I, a tense kind of thriller. Yeah, kind of thing, it, yeah. Does the, it does what it's supposed to do. It makes you feel tense. Yeah. It makes you feel suspense. And um, I'm a big fan of films that take place mostly in, in one small location yeah. another one on my in my top five is Don't Breathe which is about the three kids in Detroit who want to get out of their horrible lives and so decide to rob a blind man but it turns out the blind man is badass hmm. he's like a, an old daredevil <laughs> um, <laughs> except in the horror film and it goes to some crazy places and it's quite cool like sometimes your sympathy is with the old man because you're like yeah don't rob an old blind guy that sucks and is he has kind of a tragic past, but then he more you, yeah your sympathies kind of flip between the two, two the two 
the two sides very effectively. And Deadpool, everyone's favourite yeah. superhero film this year. Um, um, I think most people you ask would say that or Civil War. Deadpool is, is the little film that could though, isn't it? It's like, yeah. it, it couldn't have done what Civil War did. Yeah. But what it did do was a lot of jokes, some of which landed really nicely, some of which didn't. Mm. A really nice performance by Ryan Reynolds, some yeah. of which was affable and some of which was obnoxious. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a film that, that works, whose charms outweigh its, its faults for sure. Yeah. Um, and, and Negasonic Teenage Warhead is amazing. Um, and I hope she comes back. I, I do have to comment on that. Um, I don't think I could watch Deadpool again. Okay. Even though I liked it. I feel like it was very, very reliant on, on the gags. Um, it had me laughing throughout it. Um, but now that I know the gags... Mm. Oh yeah, this is not, they're not the type of gags I could watch again. That that's true. Time. I guess you're right. There's the surprise factor, isn't there, yeah. of uh, of of them breaking the fourth wall and, yeah. and talking about the fact it's a film and talking about, like describing the directors as a douchebag and we couldn't afford proper X Men to cameo and all that kind of yeah. stuff. That's it's 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 really funny first time. You're right. Yeah. But it's not. It's funny surprising, not funny witty. Yeah. I'm including Rogue One in my top ten. And we haven't talked about Ooh. it. What do you think? Interesting. Um, when I've spoken to people about this and I've given them my thoughts, they, they assume that I thought it was a bad movie. So I just want to say that I don't think it's a bad movie. I enjoyed it. I think it's a good movie. But there was a lot of stuff that I was... Like, okay, my main problem was at the end of it when everyone was dying, um, the only character I care cared about was the robot. Mm, his 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 death was the most impactful for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I felt like that shouldn't have been the case. You know, I should care more about um, about the main characters. Yeah. <laughs> in in its in in its defense on that in that regard though, by the time is it spoiled? No, everyone should have seen this by now. Spoilers though, like everyone dies in yeah. that film. Yeah. Um. By the time Jin and Captain guy um, uh, die it's so expected yeah. like you, you know from the start of the film that no one's really going to make it yeah because they're not yeah. in Star Wars yeah. um, you call it in the, at the beginning of Star Wars so you know it was, it was it was hard fought people died to get the information and so you know it's coming and they play it out over a long time so it is it's more just a kind of resignation of they did their job and they're passing on it's a kind of satisfaction rather than a, an emotional tear Whereas K2SO didn't need to die, but he did because he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I I, I really love K2SO, and and also um, uh, the the character, the the kind of crazy militant. Oh, I forgot the actor's name as well. I'm really bad with names today. Ben Mendelsohn as no. Kranich. No. Darth Vader. No, um, <laughs> he was on the rebel side, but he was against oh, the rebel. Oh, Saw Guerrero from yeah, uh, Larry Fish. No, no, it's not. It's Forrest Whitaker. She's... Yeah, Forrest Whitaker. That's yeah. it. That's the one. His character, I felt like, would have been in it more. Like I felt like they kind of hyped him up to be quite a main character in this thing. But as soon as he comes in, he's pretty much dead. Mm -hmm. Which I was a bit confused by. <clears throat> you know that yeah. that whole plot line of him being kind of you know militant and you mm. know an arm of the rebel army mm. that is kind of uh, unpredictable and stuff like that that doesn't really impact the story much i felt 
But if it's if you consider it to be Star Wars with it, with all the levity taken out of it, then he's kind of the Obi Wan character. It just so happens that in this kind of war that he's been fighting, he's gone insane. Mm. So from no, you're right. <clears throat> he's a big part in Rebels, the cartoon series. Oh right. Um, that character is is established in the universe. Well established. Right? Okay. Um, and so that's it's quite interesting for fans of Rebels to know how he dies or how he ends up even right. as a kind of crazy old guy who's right. more robot than human by the end of it. Um, okay. <clears throat> I think it was eighty percent good, but that's still not great because that means one in every five things isn't good. Mm. Like C three PO and R two D two should not have been in the film. I thought that was quite embarrassing mm. when they just go, oh, no one tells us anything. Ugh, and and. Well, I think that last ten minutes, that last five minutes even, is incredible. The, I think Rogue One is great for... You only see Darth Vader twice in it, and both times it adds a hell of a lot to the character. It adds um, uh, vulnerability. I, I, I absolutely loved the Darth Vader scenes. Mm, like, right. they were just everything I wanted, you know, from it. Yep. What I expected. What Massive, I'd... crazy majesty, but also the vulnerability of seeing him without his suit on in the yeah. back to tank but this guy is what does it say about his character that he's built his castle on the site of, of his losing his soul or whatever yeah. and his, in his heart his, 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 his or Padme mm-hmm. um, and his friend uh, yeah um, and then the horror sequence at the end as much as I hated Princess Leia being in it yeah. Or at least when you saw it, I saw the couple of shots from behind. I was like, please don't show her face. Please don't show her face. We get that that is Leia. We get it. We get that that's Leia. <laughs> please don't do a CGI thing. Um, and uh, they did. They showed a weird kind of wobbly, overactive CGI I thing. have to say, the, the CGI on Tarkin was really good. I, I know so many people who are split, and it seems to be, it genuinely seems to be an age split. Uh, people over like 30 or 35 maybe are saying like because they're more familiar with Peter Cushing as an actor from yeah the early 80s like a lot of Har- Hammer Horror not 80s but like I grew up seeing a lot of Peter Cushing stuff yeah and therefore was aware of him in Star Wars whereas I was working with uh, Jack Howard from Jack and Dean said that he didn't even notice yeah I mean I, I watched it with my fiance and she she couldn't tell she didn't know that that was a CGI character Right, there you go. I had to, when I told her, she was surprised. Obviously, that's, with Leia, it was quite obvious. But like, there must be something working in our subconscious that doesn't allow us, because we, kn- I, I know that Peter Cushing is dead, and therefore being shown him alive does not. There must be something going on in my brain does not compute. But yeah. the Leia thing, uh, hmm. we should we should mention, I guess, the fact that Carrie Fisher died. Yeah, that was a, a huge surprise. I don't know. She lived pretty hard. She she drunk well, a when lot. She, and when did she a lot of coke wasn't and... that when she was young though? Like she seemed to be doing fine in the past couple of years. Yeah, that's true. But it must have just taken its toll. Yeah. I guess I don't. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, it's 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 rough to think about. Yeah. Um, from 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 the, I, I'm sure, she 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 has a lot to do in episode eight, and I'm sure it'll be a nice swan song. Yeah. For her, she, she was in some amazing comedies as well. Not just Star Wars, but like, uh, the Burbs. She was in. Uh, the Blues Brothers, um, she's flipping cool. Uh, I, I I really do hope that they don't raise her 
from the CGI dead for episode nine. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be, that'd be rank. That um, would. So Apparently, Disney is still in negotiations for the use of her image, but they've said that they won't do the CGI. Give you know, do the CGI thing. I think it'd be really distasteful. It would. I don't know what the statute of limitations is. I don't think it's distasteful to do Peter Cushing. Yeah. Because he's been dead for 25, 30 years now. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Um, Although I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it was that distasteful with Paul Walker. But that was writing him out of a film that he'd largely completed. Yeah. Whereas episode eight is done and they can... Sh- I mean, if they do something in the same vein, yeah, you know, to have her going off into the yeah the void, and then yeah. we just happen not to see her again because her story is tied up. Yeah, if they can do that, sweet. I I hope they do. I hope yeah. they do. Um, I don't want to find out that she died when I read the crawl at the beginning of episode eight, episode nine. <laughs> you know what I mean, that'd be a shame. Leia is dead. Yeah, That's that'd how be it happens. A, sorry, sorry, we couldn't show you that. No, we're not sorry. <laughs> um, so I, I think for me all the bits that referenced Star Wars explicitly were the bits that embarrassed me a little bit mm. and all the bits that did its own thing were, were really successful the last half an hour some great war sequences mm. um, I'd like to mention Nice Guys yeah because that was a fun funny film yeah I mean I, I didn't know anything about it until you to- told me about it and it was always on my list um, but then I watched it I was I really enjoyed it I thought you know I'm uh, I'm I'm a bit of a fan of Ryan Gosling um, just from watching a couple of the movies he's done like I, I really liked um, I can't remember them now Drive uh, Drive was good uh, Big Short he was good in that oh, as yeah. well I, I've thought he played and I feel like he's somebody who who's been getting very similar roles but he can do a lot more nice to see him playing a kind of klutz in yeah, those guys a yeah. real kind of physical comedy coward idiot <laughs> like, yeah. it was great yeah it was really enjoyable movie and Shane Black does yet another Christmas set detective story I think it's really similar to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang yeah yeah um, I feel like it's just like um they just took that movie and kind of like redid it. Yeah, re- retooled it for the same. Yeah. Well, didn't update. They downdated it. Yeah. The same. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fun. Kung Fu Panda three. I seem to be one of the few people in the world who. I just love. Kung you know Fu what? Panda. I would I would have watched it, but I haven't seen two. So <laughs> oh, interesting. Do you know what? There is a continuity, and I would recommend seeing two before three. Yeah. However, three is better than two. Okay. Cool. Two has some amazing voice talent. Gary Oldman is the bad guy. Oh, okay. And Two is great. And what it's about, the invention of gunpowder and therefore cannons and the, and therefore how warfare is fought and therefore what that means for Kung Fu yeah. is amazing. But Kung Fu Panda 3 takes it in a much more spiritual and to, go to, to an extent fantasy place. Yeah. Um, it's fun. Really cool music. Amazing voice acting again. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 a good movie. It's it's. it's uh, did you uh, did you catch Finding Dory? I never, I did not, and I love Finding Nemo. I really yeah. Yeah, did Finding uh, yeah, I saw Finding uh, Finding Dory. I quite liked it. I, it was quite enjoyable. Um, I wouldn't say it was as good as Finding Nemo, um, 
Would it go in your top ten films? Because I've got a space here for one more in the top ten. I would, yeah. I'd put it on there. Animation, as per usual, is like top tier. Um, Isn't that amazing that it does that? I, yeah. Uh, yeah, three three then in our in our top ten are animations. Yeah, and you know, it's again, it had has very talented voice cast. Mm. Uh, a bunch of new actors came in. Um, Idris Elba. Um, I'm not gonna remember anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but yeah, I th- I thought it was very enjoyable. Oh, I love those characters. I love the look of that the world that they yeah. created in Nemo. Yeah. Um, and the last the last film on the list is Captain America: Civil War, which which couldn't be further away from Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad in yeah. in skill. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about skill of storytelling direction the action in it is great the dialogue is zippy and witty and brilliant yeah and um, it had all the right things in it they you know it satisfied everyone really mm. um, what everyone wanted to see so i i just have no faith in dc anymore like suicide squad has killed it for me justice league i don't care about wonder woman i don't care about uh, whatever they do, I don't care about. Them. Warner Brothers have genuinely screwed up. Yeah. They've genuinely messed up. This year we have Wonder Woman in June and then Justice League in November, um, and then March, in two thousand eighteen they've really messed up. Check this out. In in March it's um, the Flash. In May, it's the Batman, and in July, it's Aquaman. That's that's going to be a terrible four months. I also don't understand what they're doing with TV. Why have they created two separate universes? Three. Gotham is not part of the other four. Oh, shows. right. <laughs> Why have they created DC. three universes? <laughs> well, they create lots of different comics universes. I yeah. I'm I'm talking about kind of like cinematic universe. Yeah, you know, like like what Marvel has done. Like they're not. I don't think we're going to see Daredevil or anything in the movies, um, but they're there. You know, there's, that's kind of in the back of your mind when you're watching watching Civil War or something like that. And I feel like this that adds an element of like it makes it more complete to me, which da- is really Daredevil really cool. and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage all make so many references to the Battle of New York. Yeah. and and yeah, they really do rely on that world. I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Defenders at least cameo in Infinity War. Yeah, maybe. It'd be interesting. I'm, like they, It is a more unified universe than the DC universe, for sure. Yeah. But it also just it just makes it more interesting to me. You know? Like, I have no interest, like, in the Arrow, like, what the hell is that TV show? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. It's so... It's just it's just bad acting, bad everything, all in one. Well, they wrapped it up pretty quickly, and handed over to the Flash. The Arrow isn't even the Arrow now; he's that other guy. Yeah, it's oh, it's, right. it's, it's it's a shame. Um, I still watch Gotham because it's just funny. Gotham. I enjoyed the first season. Mel- the melodrama in it is 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 fun. Yeah. We're just into the third season now. It's good. I'd say. There's just a couple of characters I hate, so I stopped watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the tricky thing. You can't have that. <laughs> You can't have that. You've got to be understanding enough to know that if, it, if an audience is going to hate a character, you need to be able to spot that and kill that character off or at least have that character do something that would make the audience go, actually, that's pretty cool, or evil even, if they're a bad guy. Yeah. But yeah, um, the film's 
their films suck. Uh, and Marvel are doing okay. We didn't mention Doctor Strange, but we've talked about it already. Yeah, yeah. Um, it yeah. Just, uh, Doctor Strange has made me excited for Ragnarok. Yeah, but that's what that's that's not enough. That's 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 the least a trailer uh, a film should do. That's what a trailer's supposed to do. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that's all it all it did. Like it wasn't an amazing. It wasn't like top tier Marvel movie, but. It was good enough. I feel like that. It doesn't. It didn't make me hate the whole universe mm. <laughs> like what DC movies mm. do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I want to smash your own head in because that would be more pleasant than <laughs> the soundtrack to the thundering action you're watching. Do you know what? That that pretty much concludes our our our, our best and worst of 2016 movie episode. But while we're on the DC universe. I do have it on really, really good authority that Wonder Woman is not going to be good. And that Justice League and specifically Aquaman are not going to be good. Where, oh, where, where did Flash, you get that from? The trailers? <laughs> Ezra Miller as The Flash is having loads of fun, absolutely loving it. And Affleck's The Batman is, is probably going to be really good. Okay. Depends how much studio interference there is, obviously. Yeah. However... Word from the set of Wonder Woman is that she can't act. She looks great when yeah. she's going ah and fighting and wah, 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 music is playing, great. But apparently, any time there's a scene of dialogue, the filmmakers had to cut, rehearsal, give her like feed her the lines phonetically. Mm. I've, I've I've had this from two different sources, one from the cast and one from the crew. Likewise, and this this next bit of insider knowledge, this is why I describe this as a bonus. This is for the, the audience members, the listeners. If you've made it this far through this podcast of ranting about films, here's an actual bit of information that's worth taking to you. And maybe using this information to be more judicious about the films we go and see. Because if people involved in the DC universe are assholes, let's stop giving them money. Mm. Let's stop going to see these films. And then we won't be sat here hopefully next year or in five years' time complaining about all the rubbish movies that were made because they're all sequels or remakes or unoriginal properties, yeah. reboots, soft reboots, adaptations of computer games that no one's asking for. But we keep going to see them, so they'll keep making more of them. But I found this particular bit of news a little bit disappointing. Jason Momoa is a bit of a douchebag. Apparently it's gone to his head. He's the guy on set who's the... The, the diva having schedules moved around and pissing other actors off and um, and and so there's there's rumblings about Aquaman being cancelled because he's just such a eh. wow um, yeah and I loved him in I loved his attitude in like Atlantis and and uh, Game of Thrones yeah but yeah yeah I think he was he was told he was attractive too many times or something happened yeah. to him that broke his brain in the way that seems to happen to actors so on that bombshell <laughs> <laughs> let's think about the positives 2017 has some awesome stuff that's going to come out yeah i'm sure and we'll get into that next time um and 2016 has some pretty hot moments as well yeah yeah overall. i mean it's great it's been a great year for games and tv yeah let's remember that that's how we we'll remember 2016 Bad for everything else. Yeah. <laughs> that's not true. You got engaged in 2016. Yeah. That's a thing. Congratulations. Yeah. Little bad. <laughs> um, I think. I think
think we're going to devolve away from bus mode now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we're going to lie down <laughs> on our pillows, pull our covers up, and go to sleep mode. Yeah. See you next time, guys. See ya.